Oh 
Jesus. Praise God.
one of the things that people are most looking for today is hope. Not even just because of this pandemic that we're dealing with, not because of the things that we're doing uh, in our stay-at-home uh, situations, and our job situation, but they're looking for hope beyond that. There, uh, there are people that are searching for a purpose to their life, a significance to their life. In fact, one of uh, a great book, if you can ever uh, get it and, and read it, is called The Search for Significance. Uh, we are living in a day and an age where everybody wants to mean something, and because they want to mean something, they're hoping that there's better days to come. And I believe that there are better days to come. I entitled this message, Hope to Hope, because there are two, in the Bible, if you will, there are two different seasons of hope. There is the season of hope that leads us to salvation, and then there's a season of hope that leads us to eternity. And uh, we read them both here in this passage. Verse 11 says, For the grace that God brings salvation now is appearing to all. Uh, you see, there is a hope. When you don't have Jesus Christ in your life, there is a hope that you're looking for. His name is Jesus. And when you find him, it will transition or transform the hope that's in you from being a hope to just finding an answer to now having a hope to find a home. And uh, when you're looking for Jesus, you're looking for somebody that can give you a peace of mind, a satisfaction of spirit. And when you do that, when you find that and you experience that, that hope should trigger something in you to then begin to look for what Titus says, that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of Jesus Christ. You see, the first kind of hope, you're looking for something to save you. The second sign of hope is you're looking for the person that does save. And I believe that we have entered into a season where the Lord is wanting to get us to a place of true and lasting hope. We are operating in a situation and in a season of life where the grace of God is teaching us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust, live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world. And the way that you do that is found in verse number 14 or 13, and that is look. You see, here's what sometimes we do as, as humans. We are so appreciative to the grace of God. It's for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. We're so thankful for grace, and by grace God saved us, and by grace we've been made perfect and righteous and holy. And, and pure in God's eyes. But you have to understand that when this begins to take place, grace is not something that just becomes stagnant because you found Calvary. Grace is the thing that will propel you into a transformed lifestyle, a transformed mentality, a transformed spirit goal, if you will. And when you have that kind of grace operating in your life, you will begin to see things from God's perspective, or should I say, from eternity's perspective. 
You, you, you see, we get, we get lost in the minutia of the day, in the minutia of the present uh, moment, in the, the, the present situation where God is operating in the big picture of all eternity. And he has gone, the Bible said in John chapter 14, he has gone to prepare a place for us. Now, that is encouraging and it gives me hope. Uh, believe it or not, we are in our new building now, just over a year, um, and, and this place is beautiful, and when we get back together, you can all come and look and see, but it's a beautiful facility, and it took us about a year's worth of building and changing and transforming, and, but, and it's a beautiful facility, but Jesus, <laughs> who is a better builder than we are, has been building our place for for thousands and thousands of years and, and giving us the opportunity to find a place of heaven and hope. Hope is, a, is an interesting thing. Grace should trigger our faith. Ephesians 2.8 For by grace are you saved through faith. Grace is triggered or triggers faith, and faith begins in action because grace has been applied to our lives. So grace is the thing that propels us, but faith is the thing that draws us to action. We respond to God's grace through the faith that's within us. And, and what faith does is it makes us to act even when it doesn't make sense. It, it causes us to do things even when it's not totally uh, perfect. And, and when God is saying something beyond and above and, and getting to a place where you don't see it, and you don't operate it, you just, you just do it and see what God does. And, and, and all the time, God comes through. But there's something called hope, and that's what I want to come to you today, and that is simply this. Some people think faith and hope are equivalent. Faith and hope aren't equivalent. Hope, or faith, is that thing that propels us to action. But hope is faith's cheerleader to make it happen. I respond in faith because the hope that God has given me is cheering me on to go ahead and listen to him. Because I have a home that's being prepared, because I have a final destination that's going to be for eternity, and the picture of that eternity is going to be amazing, and you can read some of the things in the book of Revelation about what it's going to look like, and it's going to be gorgeous, and it's going to be beautiful, and we're going to be returned to our loved ones, and we're going to go around the throne of the Lord and worship Him and be with Him for eternity. Because of that hope, it lets my faith respond when God calls. It allows my faith to activate because I know I'm going to a better place. Can I just tell you today in the midst of this pandemic that if there was no hope of coming out on the other side, most of us would be absolutely, totally, completely miserable and give up and stop moving and stop, stop acting and stop giving thanks and stop treating people right. It's going on even in the midst of us. We, we see this if you watch the news at all, that this is going on. But, but in all actuality, if I didn't have a hope that God has something great down the road for us, it would become very hard to even raise up from the bed and go to work or raise up from the bed and do the things that I need to do or get ready for when God brings us back together. Because if there wasn't that hope, 
You see, I have one of two hopes. I have one hope that says, uh, here shortly, in, in a few weeks, we're going to be back together, and these seats are going to be filled with people worshiping together. And as we worship together, I just got to tell you, when you hear just the praise team be begin to sing in this in this sanctuary, you can sense the presence of, I can't imagine what it's going to be like when all of you join us and we begin to sing and worship together what it's going to feel like in this house. That's a hope that I have. But then on top of that hope is if we never get back into this building because the trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ raise first and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up yes, together with the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Both of those outcomes are good for me. Because we have hope. In 1988, September of 1988, the Gulf Coast was hit with uh, a hurricane by the name of Gilbert, Hurricane Gilbert. And uh, at that point in time, obviously Katrina and Harvey hadn't come along, but in 1988, uh, the Hurricane Gilbert was classified as the storm of the century. Kind of like what we're in right now. It's not a storm, but a, a pandemic. We're in the midst of, of, of the winds blowing and things getting turned upside down. When Gilbert hit, it really did damage to all the shrimp boats and, and it, it messed up the whole, all the ports and, and it, it, it paralyzed, if you will, the, the shrimping um, uh, business and uh, the, the machinery and all of that kind of stuff got all messed up. And uh, just kind of like today, with everything getting locked down and shut down and, and businesses are inside out and people are inside, it's caused havoc, it's caused pain, it's caused suffering. So did Hurricane Gilbert to the Gulf Coast. But there was a, a, an interview one time with one of the, the shrimp boat captains and uh, what he said in this interview uh, triggered a thought that I hope strikes uh, a chord in your spirit today. He said this in the midst of an interview. He said, uh, well, there is a good side to Hurricane Gilbert, to which the, the interviewer just kind of fell off their seat. Here is a shrimp boat captain having lost everything, turned inside out, upside down. His business is being ravaged. And he said, well, there is a good side. And this is what his good side, he said this, he said, the storm will have stirred up the bottom of the ocean, making for better shrimping once we're able to get back out there. Now, I've just got to tell you, there's been songs written. We preached about it either last week or the week before. That was the week before about the river and wading into the ankle, to the knee, to the waist, and then to when you can't touch. Listen, it's at the bottom of the oceans of life where God has things ready for us and sometimes storms have to come into our lives and stir up the current of the ocean so that the things that are down in the depths uh, are raised to the top to where we can get a hold of it. Listen, we're going to come out of this storm, out of this season, out of this pandemic, and it has stirred up the depths of God. It has stirred up down there where we weren't able to reach 
where we weren't able to get to, where we weren't able to fish for. God has sent the waves and the currents of his spirit in the midst and using this pandemic to do so, so that things that are buried down deep have come to the top. And it's going to be a time where the where the Lord says, look, the, the harvest is already ready. Get out and, and reach people. There's people that are rising that were buried at the bottom of the ocean. But because this storm has come into their lives, they are now more apt to be uh, reach out and grab a hold of something that will give them hope. And you and I, my friend, have that hope, that hope in Christ, that hope of eternity. And God is saying, listen, take the hope that you had before you were saved and allow the transformation now of the hope after you're saved so that you can share it with somebody else that the storm is stirring up. You see, all through scripture we see the principle. What the adversary meant for evil, God turns it into good. Did God cause this pandemic? I don't believe that. But I do believe he's using it. I do believe he's ministering through it. I do believe there are people that would not give God the time of day, but because of the currents of this hurricane of a pandemic, it has stirred up something in them that they are now becoming ready to receive from God what God wants to give them. So church, I ask you this question. Are you ready to fish? Are you ready to activate your faith and the things that he has planted in you through the years? Are you ready to allow them to spring up and spring out so that they can touch somebody else's life? Are you ready for when this pandemic is over and we start gathering in the next few weeks and things start opening up? And the people that are have been storm tossed, that have that have been shaken to their core, that fear has crept into their homes and into their lives. Are you standing ready, fearless in the eyes of God, and saying, "I have a greater hope"? You see, I don't hope that we get back to normal. In fact, I don't want to get back to normal. I want to get back to where God can begin yes, to do even yes. more. I want to have a God movement. I want to have a presence of the Lord that will spring forth in us and through us and around us and saturate this world one more time before he comes and give people one more opportunity to trust in him, to lean on him, to come to him. Hope to hope. My hope to your hope. His hope to my hope. It's all intersected together. Because we look for the glorious appearing yes, of our Lord. The one that gave himself for us and purified us is calling us once again. Be not dismayed. I have overcome the world. I have hope today. If you don't have hope today, it means you haven't drawn close to Christ. Because there's nothing about Christ that doesn't offer hope. Even at the last moment of the thief's life on the cross, 
he cried out to the Lord and he said, Lord, remember me when you get to your kingdom. And in that moment of time, that thief received the hope of the Lord. I find it interesting that there are a lot of people out there that believe that the grace of God is simply to, that, that you can do whatever you want to do because God's grace, you know, we're sin abounds, my grace does much more abound. Well, Paul dealt with that. He said, does that mean that we should just live like we want to? He said, God forbid. But in this passage, it's the grace of God that is appearing to all men, and it's teaching us in verse 12 to do some things. And so our challenge today is to lift our heads from the horizontal level of life and look upwards towards the vertical center of life, which is where Jesus is. You see, it teaches us to deny our ungodliness, our lusts, and, and, and we should live soberly and righteously. See, here's what happens when you lose hope. You start looking at the things around you and you get connected to that which is unrighteous, that which is not sober, that which is lustful, that which is ungodly. And I'm not even saying that we succumb to it and that we fall into it and that we absorb it and it becomes us. What I do say is it influences us, it affects us, it brings us down because that's what we're seeing. Let me just give you an example. You go spend the next three hours today and just watch the news and see how excited you get. It's not that you have lost out with God. It's simply that you've been looking at the wrong thing. My hope is not in our government. My hope is not in our governor or our president or our legislatures. It's not in the judicial system. My hope is only in Him. My hope is only in the fact that God can do all things. And there is nothing beyond His control, uh, nothing beyond His influence. That's where my, the old song that says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and righteousness. Where's your hope today? What have you been leaning on? What have you been absorbing yourself with? Have you gotten yourself tied up in knots because of this pandemic, because of the economy? Because listen, it's easy to do. All of us have done it. It gets us tied up, tangled up. It gets us nervous. It gets us a little bit fearful. Listen, God is not the author of fear. He has not given us the spirit of fear. But he's given us a powerful, sound mind, power, and the spirit of the Lord. And because we have all of that, there is a hope that springs eternal. And that hope is that he will show up. But you're going to miss him if you're not looking for him. You're going to miss him. And I'm not talking about him coming back to take us from heaven. You're going to miss him even in the midst of the storm if you don't recognize him, if you're not looking for him. Behind every wave, look for Jesus. Behind every storm cloud, look for Jesus. 
behind every crashing of the sounds of the of the of the, the tide, just be ready to reach out and see Christ. It was the disciples when they got their eyes off of the waves and saw Jesus walking across the water that they became calm and that they began to have an interaction with him. But had they kept looking at the waves and they kept looking at the storm and missed Jesus altogether, they may have never allowed Jesus to come into their boat. So where are you at today? What have you been dealing with this week? Have you lost hope? Maybe you're watching this today and, and you've never found Jesus. You, you've looked at us Christians and you thought, well, you know, they're nice, but I, I don't, that, that's not for me. But now God has stirred up the soil of your ocean and you're beginning to question, well, maybe they have something that I want. It's for you. There is a hope of salvation. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We just celebrated it a couple weeks ago. The story of Easter. The sacrifice that was paid for you while you're yet a sinner. Would you come to him in your own living room? Just find a place just by yourself and just begin to talk to him. And say, God, I don't even really know who you are, but this preacher that's on Facebook is is saying that you're real and that you're there. And so I want to give you, listen, he'll show up if you'll honestly reach out to him. For those of us that have experienced Jesus, have you laid your hope down for what you think is reality? Or have you held strong to your hope? If you've held strong to your hope, it's time to share your hope. If you've laid it down, it's time to pick it up. Because there is the hope that is Jesus showing up on your doorstep. In the midst of two or three that are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of them. I pray hope for you today. Would you bow your heads with me all across this online platform? Close your eyes and just begin to talk to him in your own way, just like you would talk to a friend. Jesus, I'm thankful today that we're together. Lord, though we may not be physically here together, we are spiritually united in you. Lord, I believe that this message has gone to somebody that does not have hope. They, they have been just wandering and trying to figure it out on their, their, their own uh, wisdom, their own knowledge, and they're falling far short. I'm asking you, God, to draw them to the cross of Calvary, the hope of salvation that is appearing to all men. Lord, and then there are those that are watching that have come to you, that have walked with you, that have talked with you. And they have laid down their hope because their eyes have gotten uh, fixated on the things around them and the news broadcasts and all of the things that are happening in our lives in the natural here. And God, I'm asking you to draw us back, Lord, and help us to see you again. Help us to lift up our heads and help us to see you in control and help us to refocus where our eyes should be focused and allow us to step into that hope of eternity so that we can share that hope with others. Lord God, I'm asking you in the midst of this heartache and this pandemic, please allow your hope to be shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. We'll be careful to give you praise and honor. And until we meet again, or should, if you should tarry or if we meet again around the throne, 
We want to lean on you. We want to trust in you. We'll worship you forever. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. I want to encourage you this week. Look for the hope. Share the hope. Because hope is real. God bless.